Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Malls. Thanks so much for tuning in to Please Advise. Remember, if you like today's show, make sure that you're subscribed in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, feel free to review us with five stars. It helps the show climb the iTunes charts, which means other people can find us and join the hashtag PleaseAdviseNation. And more importantly, if you have a question or dilemma you want help with on the show, call 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your letters or voice note recordings. That's askpleaseadvise, P-L-Z advise at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's episode 91 of Please Advise. I'm Malls. I am so excited about today's episode because I brought together again two of my amazing friends that I know from different corners of the universe. AJ Marichal. Oh, yeah. Is that how I say your last name? Okay, so I have to say, I don't know how to say your last name out loud because we've really only hung out via email and twice in real life in a room of like 17 other women. A few times in text, too. And and in text. We are text buddies through our bachelor group, you guys. And we, that just basically means we're way more committed to the bachelor than you. (laughs) Every week, all day long, we email links back and forth. Of course, this is Amy Kaufman's uh, idea. Whenever I think I'm going to be done with The Bachelor, like that email chain fucking pulls me back in. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. That's wonderful. You're like the only person to ever ask that as if I would ever do anything without cussing. Yeah, no, you're good. good. But yeah, thank you. Your pronunciation of my name made up for many substitute teacher horror stories, so... Good, you're Hold welcome. <laughs> and then our other guest here today is Michael Tiberi. Hey, hon. Hey, what's going on? We met each other through Ed Hansen. You guys both worked at Whitney Cummings talk show, Love You Mean It Together, which I was also on. I'm sure many of you have been scouring my IMDb page to find out those details anyway. <laughs> doing, but, those, uh, doing those hot nail segments. Very I hot remember. nail segments. <laughs> and then like, also Whitney had me on like three times as a panel guest, which was so nice. But I would always be next to these like big actual professional comedians, which will only speak to how... Uh, a little I think of myself to be honest and I'd be like why the fuck does she have me on this show it was very nice of her it was very nice but it was a good to be honest like a really good dynamic you know because sometimes you get too many comedians on like one couch and everybody's arguing for you know airtime everyone's arguing to get their word in and to like switch it up and have someone who's a different perspective and not well this was my perspective and I don't know if you're gonna be there with me on this it was always like we would have to watch viral like little clips of viral videos and then you'd have to make a joke about the person in the video about why it was funny. Yeah. And you comedians are all so competitive. It was, I mean, I'm I, a drama it, yeah. writer and I'm like tired thinking about what a comedy writer's room must be like. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fun. It's like LOLs all day. But I will say that I uh, am a very much uh, like an internal hippie, low key. And so I never found any problems with any of the things anyone was doing in any of these viral videos. I'd be like, 
They're living their they truth. Living, like, yeah, they're they're living having their a dream. really fun time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Like, the guy really loves balloons. Like, good for him. Like, that's And you could awesome. learn, like, some life hacks in some of them. Like, right. I'm like, I would do that. Like, after a couple drinks, like, if a camera was there, like, we all could be sure, a viral video absolutely. in a minute. We all actually are just, like, uh, I think hoping that we can be a viral video. Yeah, I, mean, I don't that know. Is the dream. The cameras are never there when I'm being totally crazy and irreverent. <laughs> um, so how have you guys been doing today? How's your Saturdays or how are your Saturdays going? Did a little bit of a pre-Mother's Day family You're gathering. from here, right? Yeah. So you have to do that. Yeah. Every holiday, something's happening. I have yeah. both sides of my family from L.A., in L.A. That's tough. Some people have never left L.A. Yeah. And uh, I had this sort of interesting moment where my mom, I took her to get her first tattoo. Uh, and I have about like 10 or 12 small tattoos. Yeah. And first tattoo I ever got, she really shamed me for it. Like yeah. she was not, and she's like quote unquote cool mom, but I got a tattoo on my wrist and she made me feel so bad about it that I was like crying in the bathroom in my apartment trying to scrape off the scab, which anybody with a tattoo knows is not the move. Yeah, not the move. But anyway, so tattoo looks fine. Um, but she got her first one and now she's all about her second one. She has her appointment ready and I'm just like, can we just like fucking flash back Friday <laughs> to five years ago and have you show up and console me when you just... I, so, so you were of age when you did the first one. I was 22, yeah. Yeah. I'm I hid mine from my mom. She's really of age. (laughs) She's getting her first two. Yeah. I was 22 when I got my first tattoo and I hid it from my mom and I hid it from her for about a year and it wasn't that well hidden because there was a video of me on the internet getting the tattoo, but (laughs) it was hidden. It's your viral video. video It's viral for your mom. (laughs) And it was, and it was hidden in the sense just that she didn't really know it was out there. And then I told my aunt because my aunt Sarah is she has a big tattoo of a rose on her boob from when she was in the army. You're like game over. Definitely telling the aunt. She's really up to you, though. Yeah, I'll (laughs) tell Auntie Sarah. Auntie Sarah will have my back. Uh, And then sure enough, I told my mom eventually. And then she found out that my aunt Sarah had known. And then it was as if. Like, that was the bigger offense in the tattoo itself, was that I told Sarah and not my mom first. And, like, right. I was like, well, you're horrifying. So, obviously, like, there's no way that I would ever tell you this. <laughs> so I'm still not telling you this. And clearly, I've made the right choice and will never tell you anything again. But, yeah, it's, I, it was re- it's really hard to be afraid of your parents. I have to tell you that. Like, I totally feel for you. I would do the same exact thing if my mom shamed me at age 22. I well, wouldn't here's care. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. Right. <laughs> but at the no. time, I was yeah. still – I had just moved out and I was still figuring out who I was outside of my family and I – you know, you get to a point where you just see your parents as people and suddenly their ability to judge you goes away quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of funny to see my mom come of age in the tattoo world and just think about scraping off a scab. Oh, so what was your fa- first tattoo and what was her first tattoo? Uh, so my first tattoo is the word surrender on my wrist. And uh, <laughs> I had, yeah, it's uh, irony. I love that. So yeah, it was, it was a word that was, I grew up kind of controlling I guess in some of my emotional relationships and uh, not controlling of somebody else, but more controlling of just, I couldn't I couldn't let go of certain situations. I would get very attached. And uh, and the word surrender was actually something that got me through my first breakup, uh, got me out of some really dark chapters. It's kind of like just stop fighting the flow of life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop fighting against the lazy river and yeah. raging waters. And uh, 
And it kind of just became a really touchstone word for me. And so I put it on my body. Now I get to see it all the time as a reminder. I like that. I like That is a really important life lesson too, by the way. Surrendering is huge. Because like half the people that call, I'm just like, you just have to give in to the moment. It's going to happen. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, what was your mom's first tattoo? She got, as always, A.S. always on her ankle, and it's Alexandra Shane always, my brother in my name. And I have a tattoo for my family on me as well. So, uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so. what's, your, what's your middle name? Jean. Okay. My grandmother's name. Love it. Michael, do you have tattoos? I don't. Uh, I don't feel like my body would look good with tattoos. I think it would too. <laughs> I don't think it would. I think it would. I've seen guys with those with like. Full, oh, I thought you said it would look good. I said I don't think it no? would. No, I've I've fantasized like I've seen guys right. with like those tattoos all up their arms, the sleeves. Yeah, my I'm like, ex, God, it looks so cool. Artist. And then I'm like, but I don't have. The right voice. I don't have the voice for tattoos. I don't have the right. Someone hears me talk and they're like, oh, you shouldn't have tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not manly enough to have any tattoos on your body. So I have like, I have thought about it before. You do but. have a vibe that if you were a different person, but you were yourself at the same time, I could see you with a big cross on your back. On my back. <laughs> like a back size cross. Like just Jesus yeah, on a crucifix sort of. on look, my back. You do look vaguely like you could have religious tattoos. No, I'm going to say that he could be the kind of guy that has is like full body sleeved, but is straight edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? I, I just see can't that take too. any he does. sort you, of joke. You're between two. You're I'm, between two men. <laughs> yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't decide which, both sides which kind of man neck, I am. And, like, goes to hardcore shows. <laughs> my veins uh, are just bulging Your voice could neck. match that. <laughs> yeah. Michael, is there any way that you can kind of, without, give, without telling the whole story, because we don't have too much time, this story that you told at Hello Giggles about your dad's casket, Oh, <laughs> Do you, can you? Like, yeah. Is there any way you could yeah. summarize that yeah, story? Yeah, because I thought it was pretty it. awesome. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll start off right now that my dad is dead. Just mm-hmm. to clarify, Mine too. It's yeah, okay. I know, yeah, I know, it's great. I'm like, it's okay. Don't yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so the, yeah, the story I told at Hello Giggles was basically my whole life growing up. Like my dad was very cheap. He was very cheap <laughs> with like me and my sister, which I hate. Like it's one thing that I really hate is how cheap people are. I don't yeah. like it. And so I remember like there was one year that I was supposed to go camping and it was going to be like a big uh, like backpacking trip with all my friends. And I was like, Dad, I really need a sleeping bag. Like I need a sleeping bag. I need like a good one, though, because it's going to be cold. Like I really need. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll get it for you. I'm like, great. Thanks. A couple days go by. He comes back and he got like this. Uh, I can't even think of what the brand is anymore, but it just was basically like an industrial comforter. <laughs> and he goes, it's fine. He goes, if you wrap up in it a couple times, it's the same thing as a sleeping bag. And I'm like, what fucking bargain ass Kirkland bin did you get this from? That <laughs> I don't want this shit. And so then I was like, okay, like I'll remember this. I'll remember it forever. So then a couple years later, my dad passed away and he had all these like requests in his will. And one of them was like a $15,000 coffin. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, well, we've been saving. Sorry, man. (laughs) No can do. (laughs) Remember that year I asked for that sleeping bag (laughs) and I needed it and you got me that fucking sheet to wrap up in? (laughs) I was like, it is going to be 
some a box and some packing peanuts <laughs> and grab a shovel because we're gonna bury you in the backyard next to the dog. <laughs> like it's like I hold on to it forever though. Cause I'm like, because I didn't get a sleeping bag, like for you that don't get one to week, sleep peacefully. Yeah, yeah you don't get a temperpedic for eternity. Like there's no fucking way. But that is <laughs> truly an arrogant thing. Knowing that he has young kids too, still on the on this uh yeah. on this side to say, you know what? Just take the fifteen grand, just sink it into the ground. Like <laughs> literally. Also, like, are you out of your mind? Like, like we don't have fifteen grand to give to you. No. You, like, you leave us any fucking fortune. No, oh, in my exactly. fantasy world, he's been like stowing away money, you know, yeah, that he no, saved like, your sleeping bag into his cremated. coffin fund. Like, oh my god, fucking... he didn't even get buried. <laughs> yeah. No, we had him cremated because it was cheapest. I'm like, that's what you fucking would have oh wanted. <laughs> Trust me. That's yeah. what you really would have wanted. <laughs> that's yeah. what you would have done for any of us that Damn. is so fucking funny <laughs> it's um, so revengeful people would be like come were on you cold like, on the camping trip i was fucking freezing <laughs> yeah. i think what ended up happening was that like somebody else stepped in like my grandma bought me a sleeping bag or whatever okay and I was good. Like, yeah yeah so like and i think Damn. at the end of the day he knew there was a happen. couple things like that where someone else had to step in and was like come on what the fuck yeah. like you know a little bit like what the fuck shauna but like not bad but like sometimes my girl would be like and we'll take you to the store. Yeah, like, we'll do this little nice thing for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we just traded places. I just kicked my yeah. feet up. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> Not That's this time. so fucking funny. <laughs> Punishing you forever. <laughs> I do love that story. I know a lot of people out in Please Advise Land probably relate to that. Uh, so, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, did you guys bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on today's show? Okay. AJ, you go first. Ladies first. All right. Um... I feel like mine are kind of small. I for, can I say I was thinking about the idea of advice on today while driving around as yeah. I want to do, and uh, I was thinking like so much of advice is reaffirming to somebody what they already fucking know. Right? Yes, like they already yeah. know this shit. They just yes. need somebody to like push them in that direction that they already know that they're going to eventually head in, right? I ask advice. Yeah. I ask people for advice all the time when I know what I would tell someone else. I call it, like, it's like the princess in the pea where you have all these mattresses of rationalization <laughs> and bullshit social expectation, but you always have that gut instinct pee underneath that you can feel when you sleep and you yeah. know you're going to need to deal with that at some Your point. Your gut instinct pee is so right. Yeah. Is so right. So here come people calling in. To talk about their pee. Anyways, <laughs> P-E-A. Um, anyways, okay, so I guess like the first reason would be I've been ruthlessly honest uh, with myself about myself since I was about 15 or 16. Uh, I kept intense journals just plumbing the depths of my personal experience. Uh, but it's led to a level of self-awareness and uh, humility and compassion for other people that I, I value in my life. And I've certainly been through my share of therapy and kind of tasted the buffet of life experience and recovered from my own addictive tendencies. And uh, so that's, you know, I think that people who have uh, kind of been through some shit and uh, come out on the other side, tend to give some decent advice. You got to have a little bit of life experience to back it. Um, and uh, so I guess that's kind of two wrapped up into one. Uh, and then the main reason is I don't judge people when they come to me for advice. And I've had a lot of friends come to me. It's a lot of times the uh, 
I saw him again. Mm-hmm. And they're not even looking for advice. They're just looking for someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are yeah. plenty of people that will be like, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you go do that? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm the person that's going to tell you, oh, so you wanted to put your hand on the stove again. That's not a big deal. Like, let's yeah. talk about it. How did that feel? Like, I mean, we're I love still going to yeah. be fucking homies no matter what. Like... <laughs> I think that you're a great person. You're doing the best with the cards that you were dealt. Like, let's 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 get into it. Let's not judge you. Yeah. Everybody's just out here trying to do this human thing. So, I, I a nice, compassionate, non-judgmental ear is I find quite useful in life. That is refreshing and wonderful. And I'm going to ask you three questions back after I hear Michael's. I'm going to you guys are going to share your three questions today. Okay. Uh, my first reason. And I was trying to think of these when I was, like, driving over. I was trying to think of, like, what's something, like, funny? What's something, like, useful? I was getting, yeah. like, nervous. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've been in therapy for a while. I go to, go to a therapist. And I think people a lot of times are always, like, a little, like, shame of admitting that. But I think it's good to go to someone who will, like, tell you you're wrong. Oh, no one in my it's life is ashamed your brain. of that. It's yeah. for your brain. Yeah, maybe it just says, like, a guy. I'm like, oh, I, should, I, I shouldn't be going to therapy. I don't know if it's, like, in me because I'm so manly. Uh, no, but- <laughs> no. I feel like you're more likely to get a job now that you've said that publicly, you know, yeah. like, the next staffing gig. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I go to therapy, and I think that can give you a different outlook on things, and you approach situations with a different uh, a different viewpoint. Um, another thing I thought was like kind of funny is a couple years ago, I was in a Starbucks on the, on the universal lot and I was in line behind Oprah and (laughs) I feel like just being in the same room as Oprah gives me a little bit of clout. That is, uh, uh, did she order her chai? Well, this was before her goddamn like dirty chai endorsement. You knew where I was was coming out with the Oprah chai. I knew you were going for the chai, but this was before that. is there a problem with the chai? No, no, the chai. Oh, great. I really this like that like, chai. This was like around like when she was <laughs> doing like the Lindsay Lohan documentary. I was, was thinking like... <laughs> of that fucking documentary today, and I was thinking do, I wanted to tweet like, does everyone remember when Lindsay Lohan went on Oprah in an orange, like a prison orange jump uh, dress, and like pathologically <laughs> lied to all of us? Yeah, for an and hour. Oprah was like, like "How was much insane. do you party?" And she was like, mm, "Like I've only done coke like once." And we were <laughs> all like, like, "How like, many times <laughs> have you done coke?" She's like, "Less than a dozen times." <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I've done coke a dozen times while you have given this interview. You're yeah. full of shit, Lohan. Well, meanwhile, like, her jewelry's like spread amongst the floor. She's like manically like trying to organize it. It's like, all right, we all know what's going on here. I think Ryan O'Connell actually tweeted once. He tweeted like, or he wrote an article that like, it's like, according to Lindsay Lohan, I have done cocaine more times than she has. And I just was like, yeah, that's a way to put it. Like, that's a real truth. When you think about how many times you yourself have had these indiscretions, even if it's only three, yeah. I think Lindsay Lohan is at least four times worse than I am. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was uh, that was just like a shining moment. You're around I always, Oprah. Yeah, I always remember that. I feel like if you're like in the same room, I just wanted like so Did badly. Did she gaze upon you? No, she didn't even turn around. She was with like some execs <laughs> okay. and they were like, but I heard her voice and then I was like oh and then the lady you know in front of me I just so badly like wanted the barista to be like what's your name or like pronounce her name wrong or like spell it I wanted that to happen of course it didn't happen but it's like that would have been but you know all the time and don't know who she is like she she definitely is one of those people that 
think when she's out of hair and makeup, if you are an Oprah fan, you know her. But I think the average American may not really ne- necessarily recognize who Oprah. she is. I think only because I was also on like a studio lot, not to sound gross, but just like, and I was like, no, oh, this person. You're yeah, allowed yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all work in the business. Everybody's uh, like aggressively trying to not acknowledge a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Lots, I know. What's so weird is that I went to uh, like two Thanksgivings ago, my ex and I went to the like hotel in Montecito that she goes to for dinner and that when she has spillover at her home, she sends her guests to this place. And I love that idea. What the actual, being the spillover. I know. And Always by the way, spillover. spillover at like this place that is like, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be, I have to get, I have to get a rich boyfriend again because I can't yeah. not go back there. I. It's like once you, you have don't go those alone. qualities. You definitely was, don't go alone. I go alone with a book. I don't give a fuck. Look, I go alone with a book just about anywhere. I actually am thinking about renting Christian Audagé's uh, old house for a weekend. It's apparently very cheap. I can't, I'll send you a link, but I'm not saying online or not saying on the internet. Like who? I, it just, it's. That's Ed Hardy, so look, right? I go a lot of Ed Hardy, right? We're talking about this? <laughs> A that places. is a dark house to rent. Ed like, Hardy by be... Christian yeah. I'm not going to San Ysidro alone, but I will say that so Montecito, where she lives, the little town right up down the street from Oprah's house, all they have there is a post office, a very, very fancy wine store, like akin to maybe Larchmont Wine and Cheese, and a Sotheby's real estate. That's all they have in their little town. Maybe if you drive a mile this way or a mile that way, you'll run into like a Habit Burger, but like... Right, but you're Damn. discounting the fact that they probably have fucking helicopters. True. I mean, true. <laughs> but like, I mean, it just, wow. okay, anyway. Chopper in the McDonald's. <laughs> she would. Red. Yeah, okay. she would hold her basket of from fruit from her, or vegetables from her garden. Okay, uh, guys, I'm going to ask you three questions. Yes. Okay. If you had to go vegan or gluten-free right now, which would you pick? Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Yeah. Okay. One thing that's super silly that you can't live without. Oh, need uh, to think about it. Chapstick. Oh, I wanted so, to say lip balm too. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, our lips are so soft though. Mine are, <laughs> mine's Real Housewives. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I don't consider chapstick silly. But that's fine. Okay, let's go with that. Okay. Right. Most repeated relationship pattern. Uh, going back to an ex. Unavailable men. Oh, I'm so cliche. That's fine. I think we, we all are. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to take our phone calls? All right, let's do it. Hey, Malls. Even though I've listened to basically all of your episodes in the last month, I'm not sure how you'd answer this question I have, so I figured I'd actually leave a message. So I'm 22, and I've lived in New York City for two months with two roommates from college who have been super great so far. Like, we've had no drama. My dad really wanted there to be, like, a fight we'd all had, but we really hadn't, so it's been really good. And one of my roommates, who was, like, my good friend in college, and we lived together, she grew up with two cats, and she literally lived a mile away from where she used to live. Like, we're still on her street just a mile away. And she misses the cats, and for, like, the last two months, she's been like, oh, I'd really love to get a cat of my own, but, like, it's really expensive, and I can't afford it. And she'll bring this up, like, and maybe she's brought it up two times. And then today she sent me a text being like, how would you feel if I fostered a cat? And I really like animals. I really like cats. Like, I have no problem with them. And when she said, when she talked about, like, buying a cat, I've been totally, like, open to it. But, like, my gut reaction on this one is like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And I don't really know why. I guess it's just, like, fostering a cat sounds like a lot of, like, real hard work. And I work different hours than my roommates. So I'm home alone a lot. And so I'm like, if I'm home and the cat needs something, I guess that's going to be my job. 
and we have like a really nice place and I'm like, I don't know if fostering a cat is really conducive to like keeping the nice place that we all come home to, but I don't know, I like animals. I really like her, she like knows what she's doing. She's had cats her whole life, but um, I don't know. You're like a big animal lover, but you're also a big fan of like people keeping their shit to themselves. So I'd like to know what you think about this and what we should do. Uh, yeah, bye. Fostering a cat is like not fostering a young child with AIDS. Like it's just literally, <laughs> it's literally the it, same as having a cat, except. It, I think it's, the, I don't know if the question is, should he foster the cat or not? Right. And I think it's one of, that's one of the easiest things you can do because you can leave a cat alone all day you can leave a cat alone for weeks and it will still be alive and so but so it acts fostering is ideal because if you're cool with them buying a cat which by the way you should never buy you should adopt because they they grow like there's they grow there is one in this house plant right here yeah exactly um but uh fostering is ideal because when you can give it back too usually with fostering all their medical stuff is paid for you can foster to adopt which means that if you really if it works out with the cat you can keep it and then if it doesn't work out you can send it back the only thing about fostering that might suck is that you will eventually probably have to give it back to someone that wants to adopt it as a permanent home for it with a permanent home what's the downside do you see one I don't well know. i just keep thinking about how this call is not about cats this is about you're 22 and you have roommates for two months and how the fuck are you going to deal with boundaries, right? Like, yeah. Which is everyone starts dealing with this. It's how do you have these uncomfortable discussions with your roommates where especially if they're your friend, yeah. you know, I always say like if you're going to live with a friend by the end of that lease, you're either going to be fucking siblings practically or you're not going to talk after yeah. this. <laughs> right. 100%. Uh, and it's because people don't really know how to like voice their living space needs and people can be very different when they're at a bar and you're partying with them and you can go separate ways versus when you have to actually make domestic decisions together and this is a decision of like are we gonna get a fucking cat (laughs) and yeah well uh, yes animals are a huge sense of accountability and you are first of all you're completely right this is about so much more than the cat i have a quick anecdote i had an intern many years ago one of my first hello giggles interns and she had a roommate who was one of her best friends from college, 22. They've been living together for about two months. And she really, really wanted to get a dog. And so they all agreed, yeah, let's get a dog. Oh, and, dogs. Um, she <laughs> Sounds better than a cat. Well, I don't know. Right? <laughs> and she went and got a dog uh, anyway without without getting it with him. And so this guy was really pissed off because he felt like it wasn't their dog. It was her dog. And so then in an act of revenge and complete selfish passive aggression, he went and got a dog himself. <laughs> and now, one, now there's two. Like literally up-dogging each other. Yeah. Two dogs that hated each other that were both from like shelter slash rescue situations living in a small apartment together. That ain't cool to anybody at that point. And so there is – there's. I think that you guys have to have a really serious big – sit down family style combo about this where you vet all of that stuff including where the litter box goes and who the fuck is taking it out who's who's in charge of this cat is it solely him like is it the roommates i mean i think that like you brought up an amazing point because i wasn't even thinking of it as like a boundaries question and it totally is though totally bringing in another an animal into the house especially with a bunch of guys like I hate, I mean, I really hate cats. I think it's a guy and two girls. Oh, it's a guy, I'm sorry, a guy and two girls. Yeah, I mean, that's just, 
I hate cats, so I like can't even yeah. <laughs> like wanting to. You got to clear it, you know. And it's a thing that. And yeah, also, it's, it's also just issue. like an extra responsibility that I think people don't consider. Like for me, I live alone, and people are like, "You should get a pet." And if I had got another pet, every time I travel, if I'm even just having an overnight at someone's place, it's something that's in the back of your mind. If I had yeah. roommates, yeah. it would be their responsibility to take care of it. So it's just like the cat situation seems like an opportunity to open communication doors in this that's, living situation. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, time to be more open about you know, group decisions here in this apartment. And uh, also, I love that he called clearly walking down like Fifth Avenue. I know. I was like, I was like <laughs> I are you going it. into Power the subway walking. right now? Yeah. Like you could hear it. Yeah. It also, <laughs> I have to say. In New York, you can get a cat. I mean, he could probably get one right off the street on that walk. <laughs> it, it can, I'm going to just throw this out too. I don't know where, what kind of background you are from, but it sounds like your roommate is from Manhattan and grew up in Manhattan and continues to live pretty close to where she grew up to me that smacks of wealth and with wealth a lot of times can come entitlement I'm not saying that that is true of your friend I just want to say that sometimes I find people who have had a very lavish upbringing aren't aware of a all of the responsibility involved in their responsibilities and and you know or a that and b just like the a cat is not a toy. You can't get these things and get rid of them. Like, just make sure that you're dealing with a person who's at, has their feet firmly planted. Because when I, a lot of the Manhattan kids I know don't have some of the most realistic life tools. They're the savviest people I know. They also have the most unrealistic expectations for life. So I also am wondering, they're living on the same block that she grew up on or that her family still lives on and there are cats in that. So she like, she has like a venue to be with cats on that street. Right. <laughs> she, yeah. She it's has, a, and a connection. She has these cat family venues. cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where she can go home and snuggle her cats anytime. But now she wants an apartment cat. Right. Uh, at, that she would feel is her own, which is nice. Also, I don't she know. She might be spreading herself too thin. It, honestly. With all these cats. It's the truth. I'm worried about this. I'm possibly picking up my dog tomorrow. Helen, I've adopted another dog. She's deaf. She's a pit bull. I've had a, I have a nine-year-old chihuahua. And did, what did you name your deaf dog after Helen? No, Cal- she oh. came with You're the gonna name get Helen. That. <laughs> she came. I know I'm going to get that. And I don't like it. But does she even know it's Helen? She, no, she but I, I, like I can you call her like I mean, Helen Hunt? Like a, this is Helen Hunt hear. the dog. <laughs> Helen Hunt the dog. I mean, yeah. I just love the name Helen. And so I I don't want to change it. And I like it kind of hurts my heart to think that maybe someone was being mean when they named her. So I'm kind of just going to assume it was an innocent mistake. Malls, you have one of my favorite pet names, which is human names for pets. Yeah. Like I have this thing where I'm like, wouldn't it be really awkward if you had a golden retriever named Chad? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It is something like to see. Like I saw someone in like a you see someone in like a dog park, like scream, Helen, like you're just screaming some rant. It's like, is she calling a dog or who is she calling like <laughs> just screaming like a normal human name in a park <laughs> you're so true uh christina's writing down a note for me hold on <laughs> christina wrote a dog named jeremy <laughs> Jeremy's a good one. Jeremy's a good one. I, I got into like this long twitter discussion where i was like i was like come up with the most human fucking name for a pet it's jeremy. such yeah. a weird thing to see yeah. like, have a, a human name <laughs> yeah yeah, a dog named Jack, sure, but Jessica. Jeremy is crazy. <laughs> Jessica, like Sandy, Sandy, sort of ooh, exotic. Thandy's a very yeah. Thandy could almost go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> 
Loving it. Okay, well, let's take our next call. Oh, oh wait, just I have make... one more thought. Cat yeah. hair. Just get get, get a hair. pet oh. hair roller. Yeah. I, I finally am free ex- of pet hair, and it's a nice place to be in. Yeah. So maybe something you should do before you do this is you should all go over to a friend, not your friend's fucking rich parents. I'm sorry. I just know they're fucking Upper East Side rich people. Not your friend's fucking rich parents. Go over to a small-ass apartment your size that's normal and that has cats and you smell that fucking litter box because oh litter boxes <laughs> smell. Yeah. I've be, wanted a cat yeah. for years and the sole reason I haven't gotten one is because there's not an appropriate place for a litter box in any of the places I've lived. And and I that doesn't mean I've lived in necessarily small places. I've lived in multi, multi multiple rooms and in, in some of these places I've lived in. Still not enough space for a litter box in my <laughs> yeah. There's No. So. There's never enough space. Anyway, uh, thoughts. All right, next call. Hey, Malls and Christina. I have a very specific ethical question for you guys. So I just graduated from college, and because I'm still not over college, I do interviews for admission, so I, like, go to a Starbucks with high schoolers and ask them what their hopes and dreams are. It's pretty fun. And so acceptance letters just went out on, I guess, Saturday or something. And admissions emailed me and they're like, oh, two of your kids that you interviewed got into Hamilton, reach out to them and tell them how great Hamilton is so that they come here. And like, I totally get why they do that. But I interviewed three kids. One didn't get in. One of the kids that got in, I like really, really liked and he was great. And the other is this girl who's just like a boring white girl named Megan who got like straight A's and likes to play soccer. And like nothing against Megan. She's like too smart to go to my college. Like honestly, she's probably going to go to an Ivy or I don't know, some really smart school. So I'm like, I don't want to email her because I don't want her to go to Hamilton. But is that like really shitty to judge this girl so hard that I like impact her college decision when like she's definitely gotten into much better schools and probably isn't coming here anyway. I don't know. I just thought she was like a really boring girl. And I was like, my school has enough like boring white kids who like to play soccer. We don't need one more of these. Let me know what you think. Bye. Okay. So I'm going over some Hamilton college facts. Do you want to know what their school motto is? Yes. hundred percent. Know thyself. <laughs> it's Hell yeah. Know thyself, Megan. Know thyself, Megan. You're not, <laughs> you fucking bitch. You're not welcome Boring. here. Right, I feel Megan. I feel like Megan is the new Becky. <laughs> like, yeah, in I this know. conversation, like shout out to all the Megans out there, just yes. leading their nice soccer extracurricular straight A. Like, she I wonder a white, white Jetta. I'm sure she has a white Jetta. <laughs> like, white like like low on Laguna Beach when she graduated <laughs> and she got that white Jetta. That is totally Megan. She's <laughs> Megan totally right getting. These are so, like the girls who are definitely going to get engaged by the time they're 28. And I just, they're leading a life that I almost envy though, right? Well, I and I feel like that kind of taps into something about this call. Like this guy's projecting some interesting like complexes well, about co- his college experience or this chick or He's like, she's going to be too smart, but we don't want her here because she's boring and she looks like everyone else. And poor Megan, like, can't get a word in. Right. <laughs> For all we know, Megan's like kink as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's getting down after soccer practice. Those, those girls usually are. Uh, I will say that the, I, it sounds like our young man uh, is a is a liberal, possibly gay young man. And I think that he probably wants to see more action infused in his university, like of all kinds. Like I think that I think that we all 
anyone who has a spirit that's different in any way, when you're more artistic, when you want to be more around more fabulous people, it sounds like Megan's not fabulous enough for him. She's not chic enough for him. I don't, Megan's probably not chic enough for me either. I agree with you. But like, if you like just accept chic people, you're going to lose the spirit of Hamilton College, right? And but, I also think like, if she's there, like she'll make you look better. If she's so boring, and that's sad, what I'm saying. Adding no flavor to this. Yeah, you're right. Like but you're, you're getting too many like, people. He's making himself unchic by inviting only chics. Exactly. Megan's like, <laughs> yeah. Megan is like seventeen or eight. Megan is seventeen or eighteen, and she hasn't been to college yet. We have no idea what Megan is going to become. Right? Like we all. She's going to be a rude. have college, a sort of college could change Megan. Yeah, though. college could college, <laughs> college could. She puts that. She, she would definitely be like Megan. Gone by the end of down. college or something. But, you know, the point is, is that here's this girl who's like, you know, about to embark on this like identity quest in college. And this guy's like, she's too fucking boring. Like, plenty of people are boring like, when they're 17. No, I know. someone boring is such a big insult. Yeah, I, know, it is really I would funny. hate to be called boring. I know. Christina once like really slayed me because I was saying something about, so I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm so bored when I'm talking to that person. She goes, I don't know. Are you bored or are they boring? And I was like, "Whoa, Christina Lopez will sometimes <laughs> come out the gate with like you. some shit." You know, I I bet you Megan wears though. If she is this boring, like I picture her wearing like one of those Forever Twenty One shirts. It's like Paris, Tokyo, Rome, <laughs> in yeah, Japan, totally. like London, like all those places you've probably never been. But wait, this is such this like, is such a good transition. Shirts. I have an anecdote on this topic, and I travel. I like to travel by myself, and I went to Europe by myself last summer. And Girl, I, I like to travel by myself, and I went to Europe by myself two summers ago. I fucking love it. Continue. <laughs> fucking dope. Traveling alone, if you guys haven't done it, if you're on the fence, it's the best way to just let go of the expectations that are fucking chaining you to the ground in your hometown or wherever the fuck you're living. You get to be exactly who you are in that moment, basically create your identity, and you're just it's just all of the past suddenly leaves you. And it's yeah. amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, maybe so I was at this tapas bar in Paris. And it was one of those nights where I was by myself. And I didn't know if I was going to meet anyone. And I hear English. And if you're in a foreign country. And I speak some French. But the second that I hear English. I mean it's like I can fucking hear it across the room. Like nail salon status. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like holy shit. Someone speaks my native tongue. Like So I hunt <laughs> these guys down. And I end up getting drunk with these two guys who were in D.C. Who who were from D.C. traveling. They just got their, like, accounting degrees or something. They were going to go be consultants. And the drunker that this one guy got, he confessed to me that one of his biggest fears in life is that he's boring. And it was something, like, the way that he said it, I never realized that that could be a fear for somebody. And it made me, like, reflect on my life and realize, oh, I sometimes worry, like, I'm repeating the same patterns or like I really need to leave this person or am I becoming my parents or, you know, variations on that. But I've never it, it never crossed my mind. Like, what if I'm boring? Um, and it just I don't know. It was a really like a very human moment, I guess, a really human exchange. To, like hear him say here. Here he is like traveling in Paris trying to have the time of his life. I took him to like some speakeasies that I've been to and he was having so much fun. But he told me earlier, he was like, yeah, I'm like 23 and I'm scared I'm going to be boring or that I am boring right now. And uh, yeah, that's a little heartbreaking and also so interesting to be in the middle of all of that. I think that maybe that could have also inspired him to feel that way because I think that sometimes, especially when you're a self-starter like that, when you're someone who likes to travel alone, I find when I travel alone, I have 
a similar effect on other people because I seem so free spirited because I'm out alone talking to other people, creating friendships, being like, let's go to this, let's go to this, let's go to this. It can make other people wonder, why wouldn't I do something like this? Why aren't I in the position that she's in? And he was about to go do like this consulting job in D.C., just basically live like the track life, right? And he's talking to you like a cool writer from L.A. And like you guys are getting drunk together in Paris and like doing all these experiences. Probably wouldn't have done that night unless he had seen met you, you know. And um, I think that that would be a very – keen, honest observation that would, I think would occur to a lot of people in moments like that, you know, makes sense. It's also heartbreaking, but I mean, you know, then there, there are people like, you know, myself or friends or perhaps you guys where it's like your fear is that you're in free fall, you know, that the freedom is too much, that you're sort of overwhelmed by choice or, uh, yeah. yeah, Or you, you feel directionless in these big cities. And then there are people that feel suffocated by their track in life and worried that they're becoming boring. And so, um, I don't know. It just makes me think of like the Megans of the world, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to emphasize for the caller, like, you know, this is somebody who's like an eight, 17 or 18 year old girl who's like about to figure out who the fuck she is. And so, yes. you know, to not, to not judge her off of a Starbucks coffee date for being like, yeah, can Megan live? I know. I know she <laughs> can she live? But like, really, really quick. He's like, he's like, of course you got a fucking frappuccino. I know, right? <laughs> fucking Megan. I, I uh, just did a podcast called High School with Miranda Bierman. Uh, Jackson, <clears throat> our please advise friend turn, uh, told me I should do it. So I reached out to Miranda and was like, hey, can I do my podcast with my friend Jackson wants me to? And she said yes. And I brought Jackson. And I want you to listen to that caller because I was a painful nerd in high school and I was a Megan. And when I went to college, all I did was just stick in the arts community and like do comedy and find myself and party and I started smoking weed and, you know. Megan could be living in a world much like I did where my mother measured my tank top straps to make sure they were an inch thick or more. Oh like, my God. you know, like <laughs> I was a very good girl. Uh, so Megan could just be there right now and um, you never know what's inside of her. Megan yeah, might be that live. dash of spice that Hamilton needs. Yes. Yeah. She probably Ed doesn't think she's too. she probably doesn't think she's boring though. You know, she probably thinks she has all these extracurriculars. Well, because Megan got knows the soccer. just to tie men up. God bless Megan. Dom them. <laughs> all right. Hey y'all. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Make sure to head on over to LootCrate.com malls and enter code MALLS, that's M-O-L-L-S, to save $3 on any new subscription. Make sure you check out May's box, Loot Crate, Loot Pets, Level Up, DX. Not sure what that means, but I'm sure you nerds do. The release of Captain America's Civil War features a clash of epic proportions. That makes May the perfect time to put the spotlight on characters and items of great power. Hell yeah! Go to LootCrate.com malls and enter malls to save $3 on any new subscription. You guys, it's Friends with Vitamins. It's the the podcast segment I made up where I give my friends vitamins. I wish you guys could have seen my face when I sit down and Moss goes, AJ, how do you feel about taking some Chinese herbs? I mean, I'll take any pills anyone gives me. Always open. (laughs) 
So, spoiler alert, today's aren't actual vitamins, they're Chinese herbs. Uh, I've talked about dragon herbs before on the show. It's one of the places in L.A. I love to go. Uh, you can go there, stick your tongue out. They'll tell you what's wrong with your body and then make you an elixir to go with. However, there's lots of uh, these herbs that I have from Dragon Herbs. I buy these uh, sometimes on Amazon when I don't have time to go to the store or use my acupuncturist wholesale account. Wait, so these are Amazon purchased Chinese herbs that we're going to put in our body? No, these are Ron Tea Garden's Dragon Herbs, okay. which are a very specific brand that I use. Okay. And, and, and you can buy them on Amazon <laughs> in addition to the store on Robertson. And I think at uh, Erewhon. Of course. Erewhon. Well, now that we have the <laughs> seal of approval, of course know, it's an Erewhon. It's spelled E-H-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> how do we spell my Erewhon knows yeah. how to say Erewhon. Erewhon in the club getting vitamins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Murder us all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the one we're taking today is called Easy Chi. Q-I. Easy Chi. Chi's energy, y'all. So basically what Easy Chi does, it's a mixture of roots, herbs, whatever. I'm not even going to pretend to know what's in it. Also, still not a doctor. <laughs> As as of all previous weeks of this podcast, still not a doctor. Um, my applications are in the mail. This is like um, the beginning of my Dateline story. <laughs> I know. Most things here are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am taking four of them, which is a standard dosage for if, let's say, every day you're supposed to take, like, I think, you know, two throughout the day two to three times is very good for you because it keeps your energy going. It keeps oxygen in your blood and your bones. If you have tension in your neck, if you suffer from migraines, anything like that, it's good to just have a constant, like basically an internal refresh button, button hitting and just keeping everything going around. That's how I like to think about it. But Easy Chi is also really, really good if you are in severe back pain all of a sudden, like you're starting to feel some spasms or you are starting to get a migraine and it's something that you know happens, obviously, if you feel sudden chest pain, go to the fucking hospital. But like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't not, take those easy cheese. Yeah. Don't go to Erewhon <laughs> and get those easy no. cheese. <laughs> Do not wait for your two-day Prime subscription of Amazon <laughs> Easy Cheese to come through. That's not what this is. So um, – but yeah, it's great if you take migraines. Oftentimes, I would be getting migraines when I was working on set at Two Broke Girls, like standing for the, on the stage in like hard shoes for seven or eight hours at a time. I would call him and be like, my back is fucking murdering me. And he would say, just take five Easy Chi and drink a shit ton of water. And I'm, I kid you not, faster than a leave, anything else, it would kill, it would kill the pain for me. It doesn't really do period cramps, but it does all the back what stuff does? and the migraine <laughs> stuff. A leave for me. I, I like a leave. Or yeah. Vicodin if I can get it. <laughs> I just don't know where to get Vicodin anymore. If anyone knows where to get Vicodin, call 323-450-7408. Fine. Just call the show 323-450-7408 if you have questions about literally anything or answers about where to, maybe I could get some other stuff. No. no. <laughs> Email michael.tiberi at gmail. Three at gmail. If you Are have. we doing this? Are we taking them? Yeah, let's make our right. I love they're, you, mom. They're taking two each. <laughs> you ever like think about something like a root, how that thing really doesn't want to be eaten? I feel the same way about pineapple. 
Uh-huh. Like, look at the structure of a pineapple. Yeah. Right? Like, that is trying so hard to not get eaten. Yeah. It's like, Same thing don't. with mussels. Like, people are like, oh, we got food poisoning. I'm like, look at how much you should. Like, that thing is literally sealed Begging in a case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do not enter. The thing with pineapple, though, is it's so delicious and right. also so good for your digestion. It's great. Did you know that that's like Beyonce ate pineapple? Uh like after every meal when she was losing weight post blue ivy and she said it was like huge and like just in aiding digestion and helping stay trim it's crazy this is the you, pineapple you get folks. those beyonce bowel movements i wish i had an extra ticket for you to come to beyonce with us i feel like Tiberi would really kill it oh my I, God. I actually feel like i kind of would pick you no offense, <laughs> you know, i just I think michael would lose his damn mind i would lose my way. damn mind in a different, in a very Christina, different way. Fine, I wish I had two tickets. I could never look at you and say I wouldn't take you to Beyonce. That broke my heart, even a pretend scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys take vitamins? Uh, yeah, I take. Uh, I started. I just recently started taking a probiotic. Probiotic, oh, nice. which one? Uh, it's three six five, the Whole Foods one. So whatever nice. their generic shelf stable. Uh, yeah, it says. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like. Very, uh, something like that. Very normal. But, okay. I got uh, that refrigerated probiotic life, yo. Oh my yes. God. You want me. That's right. <laughs> then again, us ladies, you know, taking care of like not just digestive flora health. I do the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, the raw, yellow. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. People ask me what vitamins I take, and someone asked me like what brand I take. I take the ones with the yellow label that's how i know most of my vitamins have the yellow, the yellow label. cap yeah. or whatever or the orange cap and the white bottle the one supplement mm, that i'm very really GNC of you really big on <laughs> is the like the wellness pills the capsules that you can get at whole foods where it basically has everything that's purported to accelerate the healing of your cold like echinacea and zinc yeah. and vitamin C and garlic and all that. It smells like <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. You take them, you kind of gag. But I swear to God, if I take those, you take like six capsules twice a day the second that you start to feel like you're getting sick and I won't get sick. The capsule? Well, it depends on like what form. Like I can smell them. Okay. It's like that garlic and all this other stuff that's in it. Yeah. But um like that's my jam. If I'm getting, I always keep those on hand. That is really the good wellness to know. pills. That Thank you, can get you for it. telling us that. I Amazon. love vitamin recommendations. Yeah, I'm always yeah. up to because I never know what to take. To be honest, like <clears throat> I used to take B12, and then someone was like, "Don't take B12. It's too much for your system. You don't yeah. need to be taking it." Do you have anxiety? Well, they they call it like expensive yeah. magnesium. Yeah. Really, magnesium is great. Okay. I just keep magnesium tablets in my purse when I go out. Yeah, and I kind of just pop them all night. You just railing magnesium. You can't you take really too much. Take Magnus. too much yeah. and like I mean not I mean I wouldn't I don't have like a jar in my purse I have like five <laughs> and like worst case scenario I take five magnesium and it's kind of like same Xanax effect almost or like I mean, I'm not gonna say <laughs> like, nothing will replace the like Xanax a benzo but like yeah it feels real nice but yeah right. I really recommend the wellness supplements you can find them online just keeping them on hand if, I mean if you're in the kind of line of work where you just can't fucking get sick like 
you can't afford losing that time. Yeah. Offices are a hell, like a war zone. Like they offices for just disease. Like I really, they're dish. Everybody in my office was sick last week and it was just, yeah, it's a, just a breeding ground. Everyone should be quarantined. And everyone's so like mean about it too. Everyone has to blame who started with the cold Uh, first. And they're like guilting each other (laughs) for staying in the office and then guilting each other for staying at home. Oh, oh, totally. I never know where to win on that. Because I'm always like, no, I'll stay. And everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. And then I'm like, well, do you really want me to go? Yeah. uh, Okay. Uh, Guys. Let's take our next call. I miss Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Malls. I am curious about what are the rules for modern day tipping? I have recently been kind of going back to getting um, some hair services, massages, facials, and I was curious on what are the rules for tipping for those types of services. Also curious to know about tipping for other services such as valet. And am I not tipping someone I should be. Um, just kind of curious, want to make sure I get it right. Um, I'm pretty generous at restaurants with uh, standard 20% and more if it was a really great experience. feel pretty good about restaurant tipping, but definitely curious about the other areas of tipping. Uh, please advise. Thanks. I feel pretty strongly about this sort of stuff, beauty tipping in particular. I do think you go above the standard 20%, especially if the person's a regular. So, for example, my nail girls, I tend to tip them closer to 30%. Hair, I can tip up to 35%. I've tipped as much as 50% if it was someone really went the extra mile for me, and I know they did. I also feel like I've been getting my hair done long enough. I have enough information about what goes into each type of process and how hard something really is and how difficult it will be to fix something. So I consider all of that too when I'm, when I'm giving my tips. Um, I think these are the people that take care of the way you look, uh, and the way you treat them and really, really makes a big difference, uh, in how the services they give you, the preferential treatment they give you. If you need to get in for, a last minute thing. You know, it's not, we don't always just get our haircut like on our standard six months. Sometimes it's like, fuck, I have to go meet my boyfriend's parents and my hair has like fucking, it's 90% split ends or my dye is insane. Your colors is much more likely to work with you if you take care of them. I mean, Sean Bartholomew, I don't tip him insane to ins- like an insane amount, but I know that he knows I I'm, you know, he treats me like a really good customer because I am one. So, and I can mm-hmm. get in there last minute all the time. So, I don't know. That's my thing on it. What do you guys think? For me, I, I, I'm i very lucky in that I was raised with parents that tipped very well. And I feel like they set a good example for me growing up. Um, they came up very broke. And so... The idea in my family is if you have extra cash and it's not going to break your bank to give, you know, your manicurist an extra 10, 20 bucks, that money is probably going to mean the world to them. And for you, you would have blown it on what, like another order of sushi. Um, And so I always try to literally pay forward certain money that I have on hand. Um, I just I really try to think to myself, like if I'm tipping somebody, like, do I really need to? 
cut back on five bucks. Like, what am I going to be doing with that money um, when this is their livelihood? Uh, so but I, I never really know what the exact percentages are. There are a lot of things that people don't realize that you tip for, like tattoos. That's something people don't realize you tip for. I, I was wondering if that you tip on either. an oil change. Yeah, it's it's. Do you? This is why Google's amazing. I Google like, should I tip right now? Like all the time. I have no <laughs> idea about the oil change. Yeah, is no, that I don't know. You, I, I don't think I'm getting. You don't Google know, for. You tip at the car wash. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. that. But yeah, I actually I have a funny tipping story. So I lo- really like when places have gratuity included. I just think it makes life easier. Like in Europe, that's normal. Except I didn't know that when I was in Europe. So. I paid for one of my first meals in Paris and I like, you know, paid with my card and then I tried to find my waiter to give him a few extra euros and he looks at me and he's like, oh, like, oh, madame, like, merci, merci. Like, he was so grateful and I was like, holy shit, like, did I just tip him really? Like, I don't understand. And I realized I double tipped him basically. So he's like, why is this woman giving me extra so cash? Much, yeah. yeah. And then I looked online and I was like, oh, gratuity's oh, fucking included already. Why, like, <laughs> Americans always get frustrated when foreigner, they're waiting foreign tables because yeah. people don't know to tip. Trust. And they're always just like, oh, no, like, because they know a big party comes yeah. in and they're not going to get a tip. Trust, because you don't want to treat a foreign customer poorly either for all the obvious reasons and that you just don't want to treat someone poorly who's visiting (laughs) your country and come across as all sorts of wrong. Right. (laughs) But you do, you cannot help but sigh so deeply and heavily when a table of eight comes to you and they're from wherever they are And you hear them roll out with that. We're visiting from (laughs) crossing your fingers. (laughs) I waited on a family of diplomats from some African country. I don't know what, but they were very affluent. They were impeccably mannered. (laughs) Like, exactly. I was like, I've hit the fucking mother low. Yeah. Like I can I'm gonna buy get a new car. probably an ounce of weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I was like 20, you know, I was 21. This is like my first waitressing job and in, yeah. in Boston. And, um, I, uh, no, I, I waited them appetizers, entrees, dessert drinks. Like, you know, they each ordered like, you know, a lemonade, a coffee and the adults had drinks. Like it was just, it was, so much food. I believe the bill was roughly eight hundred dollars. Oh they left me ten. Ten dollars. I can't that's and I insane. almost it was such it I, I could only assume it was a mathematical error. Like they didn't right. need to leave me anything. Or maybe maybe they thought Oh, they actually they added an extra you think they added an extra zero than they were even supposed to? Or I don't yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I wow. really just don't know what it was, but it was ten dollars. And I so couldn't shitty. believe it. Yeah. And I was you know, so I was going so over the top with the service because yeah. I was like, holy shit, like there's royalty in the house. I don't know how they wound up here at the Berkshire Grill and Back Bay. But like, yeah. Mama wants some good weed. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, uh, can be bad. I, and I always think that you should just, those jobs are never glamorous. Yeah. Like being a waitress, being a valet, I was gonna say I was a waitress in, in college. I was a, a valet and I, wait, mm. I waited tables in college and like, it is not like a glamorous job and it is a service job. And I think those jobs are very necessary. But like you said earlier, just be fair and tip well. You know what I mean? And yeah. even like when I go to a restaurant and I kind of you have like shitty service from a waitress, it's like, well, just still tip 20%. Yeah. Still just you don't know what anyone's going through that day. You don't know how like what the previous circumstances were, you know, and it's just 
I think to always be generous with that. Again, also what Molly said, I go to the same. I know Ed even goes to the same guy who cuts his hair. It is like a thing. Like you I go, go to, to this, Dylan. No, I go oh. to I go to this guy Kenny. Yeah. At, it's called it's uh, Rudy's. It's in Silver Lake, but it's like it's the same thing. It's like you go to a place over and over again to the same guy, and like he'll cut me discounts sometimes because he knows like oh I always will tip him well and it's good service and it's like you know just to get that out of the way you know that you're not going to be cheap with someone when they're doing you a service to make you feel better yeah to make you look better you know that's like the only reason why i carry cash and i feel so bad if i don't have money to tip valet if i show up somewhere and i'm like fuck there's no street parking i have to do valet like i only have six dollars on me right now like this is fucking awful i have literally tipped valet guys no i've literally tipped valet guys starbucks gift cards and they were so excited about (laughs) it because i think they had to pool their tips at the end of the night these dudes just fucking pocketed the gift yeah yeah someone just gets the card yeah uh one of my uh my hairdresser doris is very very, very, very sweet. She's an uh, older woman in her like early 60s. It's a great she's, human dog name. Uh, I know. She's French. Uh, and she just takes care. She's always says, I don't have a daughter. I take care of you like my daughter. She just like loves me. Uh, she doesn't care about the internet of it all. She doesn't care if I can like, if I talk about her. She doesn't want anything. She just wants to take care of me. So she's always doing things like giving me like a really nice like keratin uh, uh what are, she making your hair soft. What is the keratin She's, thing it's called? Soft. It's a it's a rub. It's a rub uh, a, a treatment. Yeah. Keratin treatment or something like that. She'll put that on. She won't. She won't put it on my bill. She'll just charge me for a blowout or something. Mm-hmm. And so I tip her as it for the blowout and and what the keratin treatment would have been. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So even though she's giving me something free, I'm tipping her for it because she did do it and because. Yo, what's up? Yeah. Thanks for the free thing. So, I have I have a friend who's in an interesting small situation like that right now. And it reminds me of do you watch did you watch Sex in the City? Yes, of course. Okay, so the episode where Charlotte like lets the guy touch her feet and he gives her free shoes. Remember that? Yes. My oh friend my is in like a version of that at a farmer's market where this guy will give her basically like sixty dollars worth of flowers for like ten dollars. Like she leaves with beautiful, gorgeous bouquets. And he just he kisses her cheek, <laughs> right? And like, how old is he? He's like in his forties, and she's like, oh. yeah. And she's so like, in if his, he's in his seventies, that's adorable. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, 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 like his shirt is kind of unbuttoned with some chest hair showing, kind of thing. And she's like, I mean, I'm getting like, you know, I'm getting insane amount of flowers and I'm like right but there probably is going to come a point where he's going to ask you out or he's going to try to kiss you on the mouth and you're going to never get to go to that farmer's market anymore I don't need that many flowers I don't need that many flowers yeah Uh, so it is kind of interesting when uh, you start to get discounts on goods and then you realize that you might be (laughs) accidentally trading something you don't want to trade yeah that's it I've never had it go that direction yeah. but yeah that is an interesting perspective in terms of somebody like <laughs> that's an uncomfortable situation We're like no i don't actually i don't want the extra because the price i have to pay emotionally for it do you guys think that there are situations where tipping's inappropriate my mom tipped her personal Ooh, trainer and i was good. like mommy i don't know that's inappropriate yeah, that i was is. like mommy and she was like but she works so hard blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like mommy i i know i know you want to help him but like yeah. i don't know if that's appropriate because Maybe like if the, it's the not happening thing would be to give her 10 bucks to do something else you know what i mean she, like yeah or gift maybe at the end of the year or something yeah or like yeah but that is sweet it's well-intentioned but it's a little odd Right, right, but it, but it, but it's it's odd because that's a service that we don't tip in, right? Yeah, like, sh- if that were something yeah. that we yeah. would be like, oh, you fucking tipped your personal trainer, duh. But yeah, um, 
So yeah, I don't Duh. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that. trying to think of if there are any services that have unnecessary tipping, but I can't think of like something I do that I'm like that's not necessary to have the tip. That if I think an oil change would be a situation where oh, if quite... you had to because Molly brought that up earlier, but yeah. I don't think I would tip at an oil change. Do but... sex workers get tipped? Uh, I think that's a big part of it. I think yeah. They do get to. I mean, I think that the ones that are negotiated for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a night probably don't get tips. But just <laughs> imagine the girl being like, and I'm just thinking, I hit the mother load, and yes. this guy tips me twenty five dollars. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I think they do. I mean, strippers. Isn't it technically a tip when you go into the champagne room? Isn't it like a tip-based thing? Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah. And the more that you're tipping, the more services you're getting sort of thing as it goes up. I've blown yeah. some money at Oh, my God. I <laughs> totally thought of it. Sorry. You, uh, you thought I was going to go a different way. Yeah. After the chicken tenders one, I yeah. think. <laughs> After the chicken tenders girl, <laughs> Some girl Kate called the show saying that she blew anyone in high school who bought her chicken tenders. Damn, those must have been some oh. good chicken tenders in the area. <laughs> is she not your hero? That is definitely not Megan then. <laughs> There's no way that was Megan calling in. <laughs> I get upsold so hard at the car wash. Like, I walk in, I'm like, just the basic. And they're like, but we could do this to your tire and this. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Do everything. Yeah, <laughs> and I sit they, down. I like it's incredible. <laughs> Anyway, love you guys. <laughs> Next call. <laughs> hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. This is Mary from Houston. I'm just calling. I haven't called you girls in a while. I was just calling to say hi. And, um, yeah, that was funny when you shouted me out for being slow because <laughs> I couldn't catch that phone number. But I got it now. I got y'all locked into my phone. Um I was just calling to say hi. I love you guys as usual. I'm always listening. Um, always recommending to other people to listen. Um, I still don't need advice. I know what I need to know about my shit. But, um, yeah. Um, I'm so sick of hearing you talk about these damn gummies and these macaroons. Sing your girl some shit. We can't get that shit in Houston yet. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Mary, 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 who doesn't need any of our fucking advice. <laughs> I feel bad sitting here with one of these macaroons in front of me, and Mary's like out there in Houston just dying for a drive macaroon. for one of these things. Mary <laughs> with the perfect life. Well, listen, Mary, we're going to uh, get your address, and then we're going to go ahead and send you one of Sam Lansky's books, if you know what I mean. I like her accent. We're going to send you one yeah. of Sam so Lansky's fun. books. If you know what I mean, the gilded razor in your mailbox to your house. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So send us your address, Mary. Carve out six hours and, uh, of one at, of your please advise, Ask please advise at gmail.com. I love when you, I really love when you call us, Mary. You're just a ray of sunshine and your support means a lot to us. See, you don't have to call and have some crazy question to inspire us to just love you. We love you guys, no matter what you call about. Right, Christina? You're only getting the book, Mary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mary? That's all you're getting. Just the book. We love Mary. You know what I'm saying? No. Just the book, Mary. All right. Bye. Hi, Malls and Christina and guests. It's Julie Bush. I'm calling to not so much ask a question as make a statement all about me. Here goes. 
when I was an honored guest on the pod uh, recently, which was a, a peak experience experience of my life, by the way, um, we didn't get to my Yolanda theory then. But I do want to point out that I was trying to put out in public my Yolanda theory um, well in advance of recent uh, of the recent reunion episode part one that just aired, um, which I'm calling to say. I feel like bears out my theory. So here goes. This is the theory that I was trying to put forth on your podcast that you didn't let me. Um, the theory was that Yolanda genuinely is sick. She feels this illness and she genuinely believes she's sick. So it's not much housing. But I think that her sickness is basically caused by David Foster. Um, there's some schools of psychology that believe that, like, if, if a, a family system is broken, sometimes that exhibits in one person becoming, like, sick or becoming an addict or, like, it, like one person is the problem person. But it could be that, like, the, you know, the real problem is, like, the husband is an asshole. But it's, like, the wife is the one who exhibits the symptoms and she's the one who gets sick. Because Yolanda has said multiple times on the show I got sick the day I got married, or I got sick, like, right around the time I got married. And then it seems like, didn't she say on the reunion episode that, like, now that they're split up, that, like, she's getting better all of a sudden? So my theory is that whether she knows it or not, the real root cause of the sickness was David. And that, like, and that she she actually is sick, but that, like, her body was, like, exhibiting her, her like, her her feeling, like, unable to, like, confront her husband and, like, you know, confront everything that was wrong with this horrible relationship, like, and, and instead of feeling like she could, um, you know, say everything that was wrong and sort of confront all this dark stuff emotionally, her body just uh, expressed uh, that, like, terrible pain that she was repressing and expressed it through illness. And it could be that she actually does have Lyme disease, um, but it, but it's like her body was like, oh, this feels like a safe way for me to give voice to all of this darkness, toxicity in my life, because I don't feel like I can actually um, see what's right in front of me and making horrible boob jokes and stuff like that. Okay. That's, that's my, my question in the form of a statement. Uh, discuss. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Julie. Okay. So I actually am really glad you called with this. Cause a couple people managed to mention that, uh, I, we didn't quite get back to the Yolanda Foster thing that we started at the beginning. Uh, Christina thought we were going along on the intro, which was true. And we meant to get back to it, but we just got caught up with the Hannah thing. And then we wound up going and getting drinks. Frankly, it just all happened too fast. So I'm glad you did call and share this. I think this is a really solid theory. I think that this is in like if uh, th- if we were talking Pretty Little Liars and you pre- presented me with this theory, I would think very interesting. Very good. Um. I think that that's actually also very true that a lot of times when you are in a relationship with a person who's sick in a mental way, that can physically manifest for you in a lot of ways, also mentally for you as well. Um, yeah, I, I I think there's some – I think that holds some water, but – Mind-body connection, baby. Shit's I intense. Also, yeah, I also think that uh, there's you know possibly a chance she has Lyme disease. Might have been a tick. <clears throat> so she <clears> – <throat> Yolanda Foster 
Real Housewives. Sorry, this I'm a little I'm Gigi a, and uh, yeah, that I yeah, Gigi, mom, right? Gigi Hadid's mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, say it again one more time. <laughs> but Gigi. she possibly <laughs> does really have Lyme disease. I have read about that in numerous reports online and everything. Does that fuck with you mentally? Yeah. Okay. Like Irene on Real World Seattle. Like yes. who? Oh, oh. <laughs> great reference. Yeah, Irene on Real World Seattle like lost her shit and she had Lyme. Lyme totally affects your mind. And it, you can if it goes untreated. There's no really like Avril Lavigne had it, right? And she like yeah, there was she no, still has it. Yeah. They consider. I mean, I've like learned a little bit about it. They do consider it to be like sort of like a disease that you suffer from silently. And a lot of people who have it are accused of not having it because it manifests in ways that are painful physically uh, or emotionally for the person who has it, but are not necessarily the most visible thing to other people. Right, and it's very hard to test for. Uh, yes, exactly. Extremely, yeah, you can't diagnose it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any opinions on Yolanda like Foster. In that way. Yeah. <laughs> we could be a carrier. I have I have thoughts on Bella Hadid, but other than that, I have... I love hope, Bella. I, I love hope. both of those girls. I, Gigi Hadid is like, she's heaven. I wish she was she's a fucking supermodel too. Mm-hmm. Like I think like a lot of people I feel like like to hate on Gigi, but I think she's chill. Like, Gigi, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, she right. wrong. my cousin. Like she really is like a I think a legitimate supermodel. When I see her, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I get the I get it. It's fine because my little cousin is a photographer, and they all went to high school together. And I remember like looking through my little cousins, like when she would take pictures of the girls in her grade and whatnot. I'd be like, oh, they look so cute. They look so cute. They look so cute. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> and it was Gigi. Like, yeah, it's just like you know when. Like, grow yeah. up like, oh, things are going to go well so, for you the rest of your life. Bella, someone said to me, uh, her, I think her Twitter name is Sassy Black Girl. She is really cute. She tweets at me a lot. Uh, she said to me, what do you think about the Bella? She said, are you a Bella nose job truther? She she definitely has had a nose job. And uh, that's why I, I have a similar issue with the Kardashians where I'm all about you want to do something to your body, more power to you, you know, yeah. one time on this earth. If that makes you feel comfortable, if that's going to get you work and whatnot. Right. The issue is that then you have – same thing with Kylie Jenner. Um, you have these young girls that are comparing themselves to these models, to these social media stars, expecting themselves to look a way that was – literally conceived by a doctor um in a medical setting uh you know like the kardashian sisters have still never admitted to basically having the brazilian butt lift which is getting your ass injected with fat and they just say oh we squat a lot no you don't (laughs) and there are girls at the gym that are squatting all the fucking time thinking that they're going to achieve that yeah and so it's kind of like the great con for me uh where i i appreciate those truthers in a way because they're bringing some reality in the same way that people who post like unphotoshopped pictures are and we need that reality for young teen girls that are like why don't I look like that naturally I also think that have you noticed that there has been a slight evolution from like our grandmother's age to now when you look at teenage girls who are going through puberty and stuff now um in evolution in the shape of bodies like there's a lot more girls with naturally slender waists and like naturally big butts now and like healthy thighs and stuff like yes, that yes i was teased that i have never <laughs> seen yeah. and like and and it seems like i'm seeing all these young girls with these i mean not surgery level bodies but bodies that are just naturally this kardashian shape now more we've than just ever, evolved like, into and them. they're yeah. I'm wondering if this, if we've all evolved to be, they've evolved to be like a hotter species. I that think, quickly. I, I think it's more like sort of you know, 
the pregnancy thing or the red car thing where, you know, once you see one, you start noticing them everywhere. And I mean, because for me, like I grew up small on top with an ass. Like you look at pictures of me three years old and my ass was folding like like (laughs) a solid line above my thighs, you know, (laughs) and it's always been like that. But I was teased when I was younger and it was because having an ass wasn't cool. Right. And I wrote, well, the thing is that I wrote a piece about it. I kind of like brain drained on my blog. I was like, what happens when your body's in style? Right. You know, because that means that your body could go out of style. Like, right. yeah, it's cool right now to have an ass. But like, hi, I'm still the person that can, you know, has been a teenager crying in a dressing room because I can't find pants that fit me properly um, right. or I can't afford pants that will fit me properly. Um, I mean, outside of extremities, though, it's like almost every body type has had its place in, in yeah, fashion. Yeah, a moment. You know, like mm-hmm. I have I am like androgynous basically I have the body of an unathletic 12 year old boy yeah uh, so it's like that's but like that's you know there was a really long time where that just they made a lot of clothes that looked good on just people who yeah. look like hangers you yeah. know like yeah. fucking no boobs my knees are bigger than my boobs I saw, I saw this thing like Levi put out the wedgie jean and it's like Kylie Jenner posted a picture wearing them and they're supposed to be jeans that make your butt look bigger and whatnot. And I looked at it, I was like, okay, not on girls that actually have ass. Like, this is going to look so bad on us. Uh, Uh, But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I guess it's cool to have your body type be more accepted, but there is something like, I remember there was one guy in my grade who liked ass, one guy. Every all the other guys were like down for tits <laughs> that and like, guy was a patriot. like yeah, <laughs> you know, like, but I just I like he was a novelty, you know, yeah. and and now it's it's cool and it's kind of I don't know I guess it's kind of s- strange at times, but uh, it is true know. we have switched from like this now it's all about the ass sort of thing yeah how do we get those Arthur George socks those oh Rob my god Kardashian. those Rob Kardashian <laughs> I, so, I was sometimes re- I check it's all I had to unfollow like that entire I used to follow like that whole family and then I was like I gotta chill but sometimes I'll go back and like look at them just for fun like have a little have a little rendezvous and I was looking at Chris Jenner's today actually and she posted a photo of all of Rob's socks like get your Mother's Day socks and it's like mommy milf and like horny milf holy like, shit these arthur george socks okay and it's just like what is happening here so rob kardashian has gotten that black china pregnant they are now is having she pregnant a, yeah they're expecting <sighs> of course and in rob kardashian's like job description it was like rob kardashian son of you know uh you know former lawyer robert kardashian uh you know um Part of the Kardashian empire and co-owner and Arthur George Socks. Oh, jeez. I mean, he moved so fucking fast. (laughs) He gave up everything. He said, like, part, it's a, like, part investor in Arthur. And I was like, whoa. Like, how, it it just was, like, first of all, such a Z-listy credit. (laughs) Wasn't that his thing? Like, I'm starting a sock company, I thought that was his big thing. Now I find out he's, like, barely in the the mix. Can I see those sexy milk socks now? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh wait, they went away. Oh, I thought that there. these were. Sp- I thought that Arthur George was a men's sock line. He's a- but as women's as well. Ooh, Jatem. <laughs> okay, nice milf. And I just love Chris Jenner being like guilty pleasure. These milf socks, you know, these naughty, naughty mommy. mommy socks. Naughty mommy is absolutely inappropriate. <laughs> this is such an interesting. But the caption, you know, love how perfect are these gifts for your mom? It's like Naughty not great. Like not great, not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to high school with Rob. 
Like, like oh, he was why on... didn't the po- why wasn't this part of your reasons you're qualified to give advice? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's I uh, it's like he was yeah I, I don't know it's it's been kind of I think for a lot of us it's strange to watch somebody that you knew is just like a you know a, a social like a normal kid suddenly. By the way, the only normal one of them at the time, Chloe seemed normal too, but he definitely. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just like three sport varsity athlete really nice hung out with my all my guy friends my brother um and uh then there was a period of time in college where it was like people just stopped hearing from him or he had to change his phone number so many times and um so i don't know i i had nice memories with him but it is it's very strange to watch uh somebody rise to fame i guess Um, do you have any contact with him now like or if you saw him would you he know who you were Last time I saw him was uh, Casa Vega, and he was still dating that girl, I think, who was a cheetah girl. Rita Ora uh, girl? No. No, uh, uh, oh. Adrian Bayon yeah. or whatever, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, we, like, he was on the basketball team, and I was a cheerleader. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, but uh, You've had many pasts, honey. You also worked Forever 21. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was like, I was a cheerleader, and I was like, this used to be dance team. Like, what are we doing throwing people in the air? Uh but yeah, it's it's one of those weird LA things where you hear sort of like people talk about the TMZ yeah. version of a human being and you're like, I remember when like his dad passed or I remember like when we would all just be at in and out on, you know, Van Nuys Boulevard after a basketball game. And was uh, there always like energy around him because his family was famous in LA uh, like in terms of just like he's a Kardashian. We didn't understand that he was famous. Like I remember like Kim was kind of dating somebody in the Jackson family. So like they would come to a game and I was like, oh, that's his sister's very pretty. Like that was my only impression. Uh, we, the Jackson it was, family. Yeah. Um, Michael. Oh, it was like that was but <laughs> nothing really happened. Like, I guess I guess that they started rising to fame because Kim was hanging out with Paris when we were in high school. That's but, what uh, I was. Yeah, I was going to say, like, because I remember Kim going way back and you're a little bit younger than yeah. me. So that so was it weird that his sister was kind of famous? I mean, we were we were in high school when the sex tape came out. So that How was, was weird. That? I mean, what was that like? What was? I don't know. It was just. I. I mean, I. I was two years younger, so like, I was. I was kind of like on the fringe of a lot of these, these situations. But yeah, I mean, he was just. He was one of the the hot guys, and I. What was he? What was country the and, attitude at school about it? Uh, the sex tape. Yeah, or I mean, I, surely there was like there had to be some talk about yeah, it. I think of, I remember like some of the guys were like watching it in the library or something. But yeah. it was, but you know, it was like it was another thing where you'd go to a house party and someone like someone found Paris Hilton's sex tape in his dad's sock drawer or something. It was like playing it in the party. Okay, it was very yeah. you know that curious teenagers, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. But that that's that's the thing about growing up in LA is you kind of have these weird. Uh, you know, brushes with future stardom yeah, type situations. That. Yeah, I that's love a weird... that about LA. I love the people that I know who've always grown up here. It's like just when I first moved out here, I had a bunch of friends who were went to Harvard Westlake and Campbell Hall, and so I feel like I know all of these like famous people's kit. It's very cool. Wish I was kind of from here for that reason, but also glad I'm not. I like <laughs> yeah. I like enjoying entertainment. Without having to think like, ew, I think I hate that guy. 
Who's in that movie? Yeah, yeah. And I hate the producer that. of this film. <laughs> right. I, I, def- I definitely it. will have a moment where, like, I'll be at a bar and I'll be like, I'll see a guy. And I'm like, all right, I'm not sure if we made out at a valley party or if he's on a CW pilot or <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs> both exactly. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being here for episode 91 of Please Advise. I'm Molly McAleer. Michael Tiberi, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Michael J. Tiberi. Didn't jump on that fast enough. There's another Michael Tiberi on there. He's a boxer. Um, so you can harass him, ask him to give me my name back. Uh, Michael Tiberi on Instagram. And uh, you had to be there on Snapchat. You had to be there. To <laughs> I get made the mistake. Yeah, spelled out the regular Y-O-U. You had to be there. I made the mistake of making that name and then realized I couldn't change it and felt uh, very insecure about it. But now I just got to kind of own it. That's a great name. Mine is Mall's Official. Fuck. That's a good name, too. No. All right. AJ. <coughs> Sorry, I'm vaping. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jay, where can people find you? <laughs> I I guess I'm mostly Twitter. I got rid of some other platforms, but yeah, A J M A R E C H A L. I like to rant about TV, film, and ex boyfriends and food that I like. <laughs> and if there was one thing that uh, people who are who are now bewitched um, with you by you uh, had to go back and read of yours, what would you want them to go look for and read? Mm. I wrote this piece on being passive aggressive. Uh, it's not bad. Um, Are you passive aggressive? I wrote about being passive aggressive in a relationship. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I could look it up, but you can find me on my tumbles, I guess. Okay. Just Google AJ's name and passive aggressive. <laughs> and you'll probably find something, something will come up. Yeah, something I'm, great will I come know. up no matter what. Be, be forewarned. Like my blog is definitely a, a writing exercise for me and I just puke shit out there and then post without editing, but it's nice warm up. Hopefully you'll be watching something that I made one day I, That's the I'm goal. sure we will be yes. very excited for you and I hope that you hire me when that day comes. <laughs> um, you guys thank you so much I'm Malls I'm Malls official on Snapchat Malls everywhere else please advise needs your calls we love them this is how you make the show of course I annoyed you with this all at the top of the show but the number again is 323-450-7408 you can also email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Periscope. I think we're going to get on Snapchat soon. I always say that. We have a brand new website coming along. It's in the works. We're working on it all the time. And other than that, pretty much just suck my dick. JK, <laughs> love what y'all. If, what if Megan calls in? I know. Uh, I really hope Megan listens. Me too. I want Megan to call in so bad. Megan. Megan, love you. <laughs> you should girl. have Megan on the pod. Megan. We miss you, Megan. All right. Um, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.